Bonjourno, Garth here from the Strength and Shred podcast, and we will be chatting about why women should weight train in the gym on a regular basis. In, a, in addition to this, I'll discuss three myths and three truths on women and weight training. And I think I'll start by sharing just a short experience of mine, what's led me to this topic today in this podcast. Now, I've learned a lot of my trade over the years on the gym floor, and I did. I started this in Leeds over in West Yorkshire. And I was exposed to some fantastic trainers over there. To name to name some, we've got Ross Ford, Rachel Mills, Kevin Garlic, and there's some others there as well. And this was at a place at the time which was called a Sporter, which were then bought out by Virgin Active. Uh, Mr. Mr. Branson got his old checkbook out. Now, it was part of my job, amongst other jobs, to introduce people to the gym environment as a trainer. And it became immediately apparent that you lovely ladies out there were very apprehensive in regards to entering this dreaded free weights area. You were more than happy, happy as a pig in shit, to go to the cardiovascular area where the treadmills and the stepping machines are. But in terms of the free weights, all of a sudden this anxiety just came looming, kind of looming over you. You just got a little bit kind of scared about it. And potentially that might come down to we fear what we don't know, like a lot of things in life. And I'll be honest, I used to feel a little bit uneasy entering a new gym, a new gym for the first time, like it was my first day at school. You feel like you're almost tread passing onto and into a new tribe's territory. You're just a little bit uneasy about the whole situation. But the reality is, there's nothing to fear at all. In fact, most people are really quite helpful in most gyms. So I'll ask you this. How many of you lovely ladies listening to this have walked straight into the gym and made it straight for the treadmill or cross trainer or any other kind of CV machine. There are heaps of benefits when it comes to weight training, not just for females, but men as well. So let's delve a little bit deeper. Because based on my observation over the years, I would say there are just as many women in the gym as there are men. It's quite equal. And when I say gym, I mean the whole of the gym. I'm including the weights area, the cardio area, and the classes within class studios as well. Looking only at the weight training area in the average gym, however, one can immediately see the great divide of the sexes. There are simply a disproportionate number of females not weight training. And why is this? The answer may be that they are misinformed, you might feel uncomfortable, or not sure what the best exercise is to do, or you just might be copying other women in the gym because it looks like the normal thing to do. So let's go over the three myths and three truths. So starting with the three myths, myth number one, Weight training will make women bulky. Fuck off. This is not true. If anything, it'll make you look more toned. Now, testosterone is a hormone. Obviously, men have more of than females, but it's a hormone that is a promoter of what we call protein synthesis. All that means is, is muscle growth. So as a female, your body only produces 5 to 10% of the testosterone that males do. In other words, unless you're getting your supplements from Lance Armstrong you physically don't have the capability to add slabs and slabs of muscle to the extent that men do. You will build muscle, but not to the extent that men do, and it will look more toned. So don't be afraid of starting to weight train and looking bulky. You won't. Myth number two, weight training makes you tight and stiff. Now, it, it can be true in the short term after a hard weight training session where your body might feel tight and stiff, but that's simply down to the fact that there's a lot of blood 
that's been shunted to that working muscle. Like I say, it's short term and it will go down. Something that some people call the pump. However, this is a short-term effect, like we say, and simply part of the body's natural adaptation process. That blood has been shunted there for a reason. One, it's been working, but two, it's starting to heal that muscle straight away with all the nutrients that we, that we have in our blood. So when performed properly, exercise that is, with a full range of motion, weight training can actually increase your flexibility, not decrease it. But yeah, stretching should not be ignored, and it's also part of like the fitness model and keeping that very important and if you're going to work for example a lot of your chest in one particular day for whatever reason i would definitely definitely stretch those chest muscles after especially the pec minor and the pec major so you can avoid looking kind of kyphotic and hunchback myth number three women should only use light weights but perform high reps we see this time and time again and it's still going on stop doing it if you want to get stronger and to build a bit of muscle tissue, we all, that's male and female, we all need to use loads that are heavy enough so that our bodies can undertake a certain adaptation process. Now, the research out there kind of states that we should aim between 70 and 85% of your one rep max for a set number of repetitions and a strict rest time period afterwards. Your weight training program should also be progressive, meaning that you don't just lift the same weights week in, week out. This way that your body can constantly adapt to the new stimulus. And there's, if there's no adaptation process, there's simply going to be no progress. I didn't make that rule. Biology did. So let's move on to a little bit more positive things with weight training within women. But when I say women, it's also men. So the three truths. First truth I'm going to discuss is the health benefits that you get from weight resistance training the evidence is now beyond dispute when it comes to the benefits of exercise and strength training for example it can lower your blood pressure it can help out with your blood glucose management your insulin your blood triglycerides inflammation within the body i say inflammation in the body that's if it's supported with an awesome diet weight training can also improve your mood can lower depression and anxiety make you feel good, increase your bone density, reduce risk of heart disease, type 2, type, type 2 diabetes, most cancers, and it can reduce oxidative stress, again, backed up with an awesome diet. So I think it's pretty safe to say it's pretty good overall. Truth number two we have, it helps out with the aging process. Who doesn't want this? As you lovely women go through the change and go through menopause, this can lower some of your sex hormones, more specifically estrogen and progesterone, Without getting into detail, this can also negatively affect your muscle mass and bone density within within your body. There's ample research that demonstrates that a basic strength program can actually prevent such conditions as osteoporosis, and before that, osteopenia and sarcopenia as well. This is further enhanced when backed up with optimum nutritional strategies as too. Truth number three, lifting weights costs the human body a lot of energy. Not only does it cost a lot of energy doing it, it can cost a lot of energy to help recover from doing it. Something called the EPOC. Now the EPOC stands for, you don't need to know, but it's excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. You may have heard this has been referred to as the afterburn effect, so when we recover. Now depending on how fit you are, will determine how long this after afterburn effect lasts. The fitter you are, the less energy you burn. But if you're starting out as a couch potato into the exercise room, EPOC, or this afterburn effect, is your best mate. The analogy I use is this. 
When you take your car out for a spin, it has to burn fuel or diesel to move. Now we all know this, but if you've given your engine some hammer and you've been revving it and then park your car once the journey's ended, you'll notice that your car fan is still on when you walk away from your vehicle. That car fan is on because it needs to cool down. It needs to cool down the engine back to its normal levels again. The body works in a similar fashion, in a similar way. Like I said before, recovery costs energy, period. We can't get around from that fact. Rather than a car fan, what we have in our bodies is a few physiological things going on. To name a few, we've got hormones are still elevated in the body once we've stopped exercising. We've got adrenaline. That costs energy to bring it back down to normal levels. It takes quite some time. We've still got an elevated heart rate, so we've got more oxygen coming to the body. That is also burning energy. And because of that heart rate's up, another reason for that is that we have to remove any lactate that's been built up in that muscle, into the musculature. So again, blood flow is increased. What increases blood flow? Oxygen consumption, again. The body temperature is probably still a bit warm, so that needs to come down to normalized levels as well. That costs energy. And if you've been doing quite a bit of weight training, you might have, and you might experience some micro tears in your musculature. That takes time to repair and grow again. Again, that costs energy. So all of these things added together, this is the afterburn effect made of many different processes. So concluding epoch and the afterburn effect from weight training, it costs the body energy to restore everything back to normal so it can repair and grow and go again. Now there's still a lot of trainers out there sat on the fence to whether this afterburn effect works or even exists. I think this is down to a lot of influencers out there, popular online trainers spouting out shit saying it doesn't work. It does, but it just varies depending on the individual at hand. Like I said before at the start, the fitter you are, the less effective the afterburn effect because you're fit, you've, you've got used to that stimulus. But if you're starting out with this, your afterburn effect is going to be quite lengthy. Some say it lasts hours, some say it lasts to 12 to 24 hours. It's quite extensive. And there you have it. Get on the weights. It's good for you in so many different ways. And once again, if you have any burning questions, please reach out to me. You can, it's allowed. You can get me on my Instagram page at Garth Strength and Shred or go online at strengthandshred.co.uk and send me an email. Dead easy. Chat soon.